Hey, Henry, do you want to know something that I know about you? Oh, um, yeah. (laughs) You, uh, you spend more time in your roof than you do in your room. That's true. And you're the only other person that likes pizza-flavored chips, dude. Oh, my God. That's either the creepiest (laughs) or the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Uh, Oh. Oh. You drank Ian. Adam, you drank Ian. You like you like purple, right? And Ian. No! There's no crying in baseball. How are we supposed to know that hipsters are so flammable? Skate or die, bitch. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. No. No. Deep breath. Welcome back to Frames and Fools. I am Henry. And I am Dylan. And Frames and Fools, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a movie podcast for me and Henry, two longtime buds, uh, talk about movies. And this week on the show, what did we watch, Henry? Oh, we watched Disturbia from 2007. Starring Shia LaBeouf. Shia and a bunch of other people. Directed by DJ Caruso. DJ Caruso. I wanted to do like a DJ Khaled thing, but Caruso. Yeah. DJ Caruso. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Before we talk about the movie, though, we like to do a little thing called movie moments where we pick a moment from our week that felt like a movie. And talk about it and tell you and put it into your eardrums. Yes, 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 yes. Henry, would you like to kick it off? Sure. Um, I've been sleeping oddly, like heavy, heavily, uh, deeply, whatever the word you want to use. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm working on a story where part of it has a character who's like starting to kind of lose track of reality and kind of floating in and out of dreams and it's starting to you know detract from their life and Mm -hmm. i've had that idea and one night i got a whole heck of a lot of inspiration um because i just was finding it really hard to wake up and i was having such vivid dreams that i'd wake up and then i'd you know kind of shake my head a bit go wow that was weird put my head down and go right back into the same dream multiple times it, That's awesome. It kind of. Um, I love that personally. And well, it's one of those things where, yeah, you'll lift your head up and you'll be like, I could get up or I could go back into this crazy fantasy world where I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like, yeah. especially now during oh quarantine goodness. where the choice is get up and, yeah, I don't know, do, do the things you always do or explore yeah. <laughs> this new world. Uh <laughs> Yeah. You choose the world and you end up uh, sleeping very heavily. Um, but I yeah. woke up for the you know third or fourth time one night and still kind of syrupy and groggy from that. Mm-hmm. I wrote probably like 500 to 1,000 words just kind of outlining oh, hell that yeah. portion of the story just in super, super description, just kind of like capturing awesome. how I felt so I could just put that in the story. So yeah. it was... And it was just kind of one of those things. You can take your pick. It's like, you know, waking up from a dream. It's like waking up from a dream and grabbing the notepad and furiously like scrawling something on it. And like, yeah, the creative montage, all that bullshit. But hell yeah, that's yeah. rad. Um, 
I don't I didn't really do a whole lot this week, so I don't really have a great one. The closest thing that I've got is like uh there's more crazy fires up in Northern California. Mm. And my parents sent me a video of like like huge pieces of ash falling from the sky. Oh, like no. not like small pieces of ash, like chunks of shit just like raining down and i was like oh you have no idea like what that stuff is that can be like yeah burning be insulation or some shit or lead-based paint yeah they're wearing exactly. masks and good yeah good stuff right doing the whole thing so that's good you well, know that's a bummer i'm sorry fun man. cool apocalypse stuff you know i'm it's the new norm which is shitty but yeah. october yeah. through december is fire season so just kind Christ. of uh yeah. Anyway, uh, not to put it on a downer. The mood. Let's talk about Disturbia. Let's talk about Disturbia, oh, uh, which is yeah. essentially a uh, shittier version of Rear Window. It's like if like a teenager saw Rear Window and was like, oh, "I'm going to write my own version of this." Yeah. With and a then they wrote their the own version of that. Smashed into it, which you can probably speak more to. Kinda. It's not like. The Burbsies is the Burbs is more fun. This is just like suburbia rear window, basically. Yeah. Rear window in the Burbs. Yeah. 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 Initial thoughts. What did you uh what'd you think? Especially coming um, off of rear window last week. Okay. I watched it directly after I ra- watched Rear Window. Uh oh. And man, it I mean it's fun. Don't get me wrong. The comparison My initial wasn't kind. The comparison was not kind, but um my first thoughts were, weirdly enough, this is the first movie to capture my like early teenage years incredibly spot on. Like the, I don't know the the time between like two thousand seven and like two thousand eleven was kind of a weird space in time in terms of like fashion and stuff, and I don't oh, see it represented sure. on screen a whole lot. So mm. when I watched this, I was like. Well, oh, and shit. The, like just this the hitting all the notes. Production design and like the props and the accoutrement and like you yeah, know, the flip phones, the the iTunes, fucking interface. iTunes, Xbox, the totally. whole thing. I was like, yeah. fuck, this is like this very is spot much on. a time capsule. Like it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so that was entertaining because it was just so much. I don't know. It was just a fire hose of 2007 to the face. Because if you grew up in suburbia. In that was my California, life, man. I want to say, yeah. I guess it was, it's, yeah, yeah, loosely, yeah, loosely, yeah. They don't really mention what the big city is, but yeah, California suburbs. If you grew up there in there, two thousand six to two thousand nine, and had a bunch of rich friends with, huge and had houses. a bunch of rich friends, yeah. with <laughs> horrifyingly huge houses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we even get into it, his room is it's I'm massive, not exaggerating dude. the size of half of my house that I currently live yeah. in. <laughs> And it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful house, house totally. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. I had to look yeah. and see if it was the house that was in um, Zathura, because they're both oh um, the Zathura house like craftsmen. craftsmen. Yeah, these beautiful yeah. dark wood. Which um, that, we've got some friends that we we met this past year that moved into a new house in San Jose, and it's one of the older houses. Mm-hmm. Exact yeah. same thing, not nearly as big, yeah. but it, that's so beautiful. cool. Like the coolest I, house I'm gonna I've been assume in, in a long time. That. That house, I'm going to assume that one was in Pasadena because it said they shot, ooh, you want to know something that is real? Mm. It is the same house that was in Zathura. No. no. Same house. Yeah, it is. No I'm looking way. at it. I'm looking okay, at it right now. I, yeah, same house. I was house. so sure 
okay, do you, but is it like factual or are you just like looking at them? It's on IMDb. That it's the same one. I don't know how one. factual that is. Yeah, it says filmed in the same house that Zathora, a space adventure. Oh, okay, it. okay. You know, big distinction. I'm pretty sure they're talking about the interiors. Because Are you not talking about the exteriors? Well, the, so the exteriors look very similar, but I speci- I went on like a 10 to 15 minute like rabbit hole trying to figure it out and various filming location websites had them mm-hmm. listed at different addresses. But in the back of my mind, I was like, but they're not talking about interiors. Okay. So it could be. I don't know. So other, another fun fact while we're could on, be on the topic, uh, I think the killer's house was in a completely different city. Yeah, so, it was in Whittier, probably. Exactly, is, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting. It made watching it the second time that much more interesting because the shot list had to be so fucking weird. It had to be like, uh, like shot so through window of exterior killer's house, and they have to go, okay, so we have to film that in Whittier, and yeah. he has to react to that scene, but while he's on set in Pasadena and then we're going to stitch it together. So on that level, it's like, that's pretty cool. Um, it's fucking weird, but man. But you're sure, yeah. this is a thorough house. So I wasn't, that's what it I says. wasn't off yeah, base. This is a thorough house. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It what popped does he up win? on the screen and I just, uh, <laughs> a, a craftsman house. Yay. A craftsman um, house. A new iPod. Um, yeah. I hit pause as soon as I saw it and was just like, I got this it. Find it out. I started like, yeah, furiously house. typing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, beautiful house. Uh, yeah. yeah, love it. But yeah, first impression is for me just uh, it's just like a teenager wrote Rear Window. Yeah, F- full raging hormones and all. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I will reference it a lot, but I read the entire uh, screenplay. You read the whole fucking screenplay. All 111 oh pages of it. Um, Good for you. Because I just I wanted to. I also am just fascinated in how things change from page to screen. Um, yeah. So that was really interesting. Uh, towards the end, they vary pretty wildly. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I've got some some quotes from the screenplay that are very cringy. Um, that kind like of Like that weren't to, in the movie? Um, some of it is just description. And it kind of uh-huh. sets the tone for how they should film it. And those are very accurately portrayed on screen. Oh, I, I, think, I don't want to know. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, my first impressions of this movie. Um, yeah. Comparison to Rear Window is not kind. Um, it it feels, yeah, it, it feels like it was written by a teenage boy, which I know just means it was written by a by white a dude. dude. Yeah, of any true. age because a lot of them teenage boys, yeah, a lot of them never grow beyond their teenage years um and it shows um some of the characters in this are paper thin um yeah the way they chose to unfold the story was it, it felt so much more amateur as compared to rear window like it feels like they watched rear window one and a half times and went cool i got it and ran off to write it without examining like, yeah. why I would did it say, work so well, you know? And they I tried a say, couple other things I don't think landed. I would say before we really shit on it, mm-hmm. just uh, for me, I actually don't think this movie is that bad. No, it's it's I not it's, terrible. And 
it's pretty fun. It's more of just like a Hollywood version of Rear Window. Yes. Like if Rear Window is the art house version, mm-hmm. this is just like a Hollywood version of it. Yeah. And minus a few things here or there, it's a pretty fun ride. It's really not terrible. And Shia is really great. Yeah. That, I will that, I'll I wrap up my first that. impressions by echoing exactly that. Um, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. Is it great? No. no. Would I recommend it to someone? No, probably not. I might. It's, um, it's a good time. But it's <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's it's fascinating in its missteps and it's fascinating in the choices it made and how that feels. Uh-huh. Um and I always have to wonder how much of that is the time, you know, because I think like in, the in, era? Yeah, the era of filmmaking. I think uh-huh. in every era there are directors who are making movies that are going to feel like that era. And it's not on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going, l- let's, the let's capture 2007's essence on a film. They yeah. just are following the trends of the day. They're, mm-hmm. you know, pulling from the same tired references that everyone else is. And it feels like a, you know, fairly middling movie with some exciting points, but the whole thing doesn't really hold mm-hmm. itself together. Um, yeah. So and it's think, so it's complicated, right? I'm not just trying to shit on it. I am mm-hmm. going to go into fairly great detail about why I don't think it was a great movie. Yeah, I mean just right out the gate, um the uh the beautiful fishing trip was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it it does it does what it needs to do it in does. that short period of time. <laughs> They they were on like, location, right? It looked they had to have been because that, that river, beautiful. yeah, it looked yeah, it beautiful. Gorgeous. And then they go to the close ups, and it looked super green screen. But I, it's because I think it was so so beautiful. far away. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know when you go to places and you're like, you take a photo and you're like, that doesn't look real because like yeah. it just looks like a painting. Well, and yeah. there's no trees. There's nothing in the mid. The, there's nothing in the middle. There's the close up, and yeah. then there's way far away, obviously blurry because it's mountains. a mile or two away. These beautiful mountains. Yeah, but it felt very funny. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I love the dad. Um, the guy they cast as the dad. Yeah, which, he looked so familiar. He looked he so familiar. He also looked like Shia LaBeouf. Like he looked like. Oh my he could god! Be his dad, right. right. Holy um, shit! Matt Craven yeah. is the guy's Matt name. Matt Craven. Yeah. He an, oh, he, he kind of looks like. Oh, I know why he looks familiar. He look kind of looks like. Uh, um. Oh man, how am I forgetting his name? Michael Bolton. He kind of looks like Michael Bolton. Oh That's yeah. Why. He's kind of in that genre of dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. That scene's fun. Kind of sets up their relationship. Not really much to comment on other than it's sweet. It's in a beautiful location. I was yeah. I was look, trying to look for some sort of symbolism or something that they'd call back to later, other than just "I love my dad." Relationship, but, yeah. Know, it's just it's very <laughs> boilerplate. Um, yeah. The car crash was. They really went for it. Horrifying. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was so <laughs> intense. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they went hard on that uh, car crash. Do you want to know something like, crazy? Hard. Uh, no. Yes, I did. <laughs> Um, that super intense car crash is, I'd say a third of the intensity that it was in the screenplay. Was it more intense? Yes. Were they more details in, in the screenplay? In the screenplay, the car gets hit 
twice mm-hmm. like it does in the movie, but then like yeah. like like skids over to the edge of a cliff and teeters on it, and the Ooh. dad like sacrifices himself to like <gasps> get Kale out. Oh, yeah. that's so cool! Like, like they probably just didn't have the money his for seat that. Belt and the, yeah, I was like, I'm. It makes sense they didn't do it, and it would have pushed yeah. the you know intensity way too high, way too fast, and everything so else would quickly. have been. So much worse because of it, but yeah, so it was a lot more intense. Um, I mean, it's already pretty intense, and the fact that Shia LaBeouf walks out of that with, like, no injuries really blew my mind. Sometimes you get lucky. I mean, I also was like, there's no way, but sometimes that happens, right? Um, Yeah, you do get lucky. That's true. Very 2000s title treatment uh, reminded me a lot of, like, insomnia, a few other things. From yeah. the late nineties, kind of grungy. To, yeah, to the late nineties yeah. to about twenty ten, there's this very digital like, sort of like X Filesy. Kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was kind of grungy, but in like a Hollywood way. Yeah, in like a Hollywood like digital the, the grungy. Yeah, sort of. Dealio. Um, I I also want to say this kid's name is Kale. Spelt like Kale. Kale. Yeah. yeah, like his name is Kale, which. I thought it was weird at first, but the more people said it, I was like, that sounds like a name. That does sound like a name. It, That's but not it, weird. It feels like someone's <laughs> like, I want to name my character something unique. Kale. <laughs> well, when you well, when you think about it, it does. But when people are saying it, it actually, for me, didn't sound weird at all. It's like, his name's Kale. And then I thought about the way it was spelled, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's a vegetable. That's a green leaf. <laughs> I might not have noticed it as much if it wasn't in such a, I don't know if sophomoric is the right word to describe the writing but Uh, it felt like a writer going i'm gonna give him a unique name like i'm gonna i'm gonna make him stand out with some kind of 21st century name i didn't think i didn't think about that at all the writing seemed uh there were some good lines in there uh it didn't seem like it i don't know there were better lines in the script subpar it felt just like pretty good yeah. Like not like bad or good. It was just like we'll get to it. But there's a couple yeah. things they cut, specifically lines. Bummer. Specif- yeah, specifically like different monologues or lines that I was actually sad yeah. that they didn't put in. Um, um, you might know more about this. The color grading from scene to scene varies wildly in the beginning, specifically from the fishing trip to the classroom scene, uh-huh. and then back into like the real world, quote unquote. Um. Yeah, it goes from, you know, warm and vivid and everything else. And then the classroom is like... It's cold. The bleakest, coldest place I've ever seen in my life. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. And it stood out to me a lot. And I don't know if this is me just getting nitpicky, but it was just very jolting. I don't know. Really? I didn't notice it. Um, But that's a pretty, like, normal thing to do. Yeah, especially for the era, I think. Well, just telling you, like, visually, like... Mm -hmm. You know, warm is comfortable, and then totally. once he's sad and shit, it's cold. It just felt, and... um, you know when somebody starts um, editing photographs, and the first like year they do it, they mm. push everything a little too far? Really? You thought it was too far? Um, it felt kind of like, I mean, bear in mind too, was it um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou in 2000? That was the first yeah. digitally color graded movie? Yeah. This is only like six and a half years after that, and I think kind of shows a little bit it feels early 2000s balls to the wall huh push those I, really things. the rest of it i don't even agree, now, I don't but agree. in the beginning like pretty... the fishing trip and the classroom were just so 
I don't know, contrasty and saturated. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice it. Everything felt pretty. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't looking for anything. It's but a, it's a felt tiny like thing. Pretty it, okay. It, I feel yeah. bad because it feels kind of nitpicky, but it did stand out to no, me both cool. times. Um, also, um, in this speaking of the Spanish class, mm-hmm. uh, his friend is actually pretty good at Spanish. I that's don't know why he got mad at him. <laughs> no, that's in the like script. I know he, it's that he was described using as like, perhaps a lot, but like he's good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, in the script, it's like his friend uh, Ronnie, a Korean boy with near perfect Spanish. Because uh, yeah, he so was pretty teacher, damn good. Being and, an asshole. Well, I was like, he's fucking speak Spanish. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just. <laughs> and I think this goes back to the writing. The teacher is just an asshole to be an yeah, asshole. Yeah, so he can. Yeah, so he can punch him. Um, That's just the point. Yeah. He also looks very different in the script. He's described as having like, cat. He's like portly with like khaki pants, like pulled up really high and this whole thing. Yeah. There's no family connection between the teacher and the cop and the I liked that play. a lot. Did I you? thought that was like, yeah, I actually I thought that was way better. Cause like it gives the copper I mean the, the all the cops are assholes, but yeah. it adds that that little thing of like just a little conflict of interest that yeah. makes him constantly fucking with this kid. I, I liked the I connection liked it. because it added to it. The only thing that made me kind of cringe a bit was like, your Spanish teacher, good. he was my cousin. Good. And you're like, good. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the two Hispanic <laughs> characters in the movie are oh, related. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Just true. a little thing, but I just, just like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> um, yeah. So from the screenplay, uh, I'm going to just quote this. Senor Gutierrez, did you do the homework or not? Kale, no eye contact. Guess not. Senor Gutierrez, in Kale's face, you guess not. I don't know who you think you are or who you think you're dealing with. You can't give me a straight answer? Fine. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't fail you right now. Kale clocks Gutierrez. Ooh, I love that he just fucking punches him yeah, without there's, the There's no deadline and but like I don't know who you think you are or who you think you're dealing with. Like Yeah, that he's line in your really class. Out to me. Like, yeah, I was what like the you're the a fuck teacher, is going man. On? Yeah, like what this kid obviously who didn't are you do the homework, with? and he was actually kind of nice about it. He didn't tell the teacher to fuck off. No, he was, he was just like it was completely yeah. That scene the teacher felt instigated hard. So the teacher was funny like to me being because a I was just like the whole could not understand why he was that much of a dick and why he went so hard on him. Um, so great he punch has a reason though to punch him. Yeah, really good punch it, it was for on-screen punches. As far as those go, very solid. Really good punch. Um, also, I was Shia LaBeouf in that Spanish class. I didn't punch my teachers, but when <laughs> they told me to stand up and start speaking Spanish, I'd be like, uh, yo, uh, no habla espanol. And I just, <laughs> I was just not good at Spanish at all. Just I drag could, your I, feet so hard. They're like, you know what? Fuck I it. did. Just don't. I, honestly, I think I cheated on a few tests to get get me through Spanish class. That's okay. I did not. Gotta did do what you gotta do, well. do. Do what you gotta do. Um, question. Yeah. What the fuck is it an incarceration fee? And why are they paying this random lady? Is she like a private contractor that the city hired? Or like. No, I, th- I mean, she's. She's probably somehow related, and this is complete speculation. She's probably somehow related to like parole and like house arrest and that sort of like, you know, um, yeah, outside of outside of that. any sort of penitentiary. Like, and the incarceration fee is just probably another way that the government 
it's like a rental fee for the device he's got on his leg. The thing that was weird is like I was okay with that, and then she said I accept all major credit cards, and it immediately made me think: Do you have like a machine? Like, why are you taking yeah. payment right now? What yeah. is that? Like, no, but that's what it send is. Send him like, a bill. I yeah, I know. Um, it would just seemed weird. Honestly, honestly, it could be a private company that they contract out to handle that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't actually I, look I, into it probably. or research house arrest, you know, ankle bracelets or whatever else, but. Um, Shia LaBeouf did. What? Oh, Shia oh, like the did. actor did. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll bet he did. What did he find out? He did like. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't know. He like talked to a bunch of people who'd been on house arrest or whatever to mm-hmm. get there, to get their insight and into. He stayed the like isolated for. I don't think it said how long, but I read that he basically put himself in a house arrest situation <laughs> just to see how it felt and was like. Uh, it's probably definitely not as hard as prison, but uh, you really start to go crazy. You start to go crazy, yeah. I was like, I tell mean, me about it. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Shy is the best actor of our generation. And even in this, he outacts the whole movie. Like, the movie's, like, here, and he's, like, two steps above it the whole time. Like, he's great. Yeah, especially in the scenes with the other teenagers. It Yeah. Oh, God. it It makes it very glaring how paper thin uh ashley's character is and is written. oh my god yeah. and i don't think she's necessarily a bad actor i just think the writing and directing didn't do her shitty character she's, any favors yeah. and she's no. just getting blown off the stage by um shia labeouf shia man and even what even like towards the end when he's all tied up and stuff and uh what's his name mr Bad guy. Dickhead. Yeah, bad guy is like, write this down. And he's really having a moment there. He's all tied up and like freaking out. Yeah. And he's good. He's yeah. just so good. The the bad guy was good too, Mr. Turner or whatever. He had a really small face. He did I don't a really know if you noticed face. this. He, it was Anthony Hopkins meets Michael Sheen. Yeah, it was so, so odd. Yeah. He, yeah. I uh, liked, I I liked his performance, you. but it was, he's uncomfortable. What? I, I it's this kind of off topic, but getting back to the the era of two thousand seven and, mm-hmm. and that age, do you remember when uh, iTunes was a thing and if you bought a Pepsi, you could get a free song code under the cap of the Pepsi bottle? I don't remember that specific promotion, but I remember promotions like it. Yeah, and it was aw- I don't I just remember that very vividly because like. You used to have to buy, you know, songs. Yeah. You'd spend like ninety nine cents at a song, so like getting a free song was like, oh yeah, yes. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it made it an event more so than now, where something just sort of appears on your device, right? Which don't get me wrong, I like <laughs> yeah. it. I like being it's able great. to access whatever music I want whenever I want. But yeah, um, there definitely was because that hit us full force right at the age where we started having a little extra like pocket change and the freedom yeah. to buy shit. And yeah, I. I got my music. I was late to the illegal downloading game. I was like too much of a, a good kid. Um, I did it a little bit, but then it just got too much. I was yeah. like, torrent. I, I would go to the lot. library and I'd get CDs and I would download them onto my computer. And I'd always ask for iTunes gift cards for, you know, whatever holiday yeah. or event. And I was very selective about what I bought. Um, but I remember that because you had to make all these choices and you had to be very 
you know. Very selective. Very selective, yeah. So then when yeah. something would come along and it was like, here's a free song. You're like, oh, cool. Oh, I'll take yeah. it. Like, you'll you'll take almost anything. Yeah. And kind of like that that last scene when she grabs his iPod. Not the last scene, but the, the cringy scene where she grabs his iPod. It's like, I'm going to throw this. And he's like, <laughs> at 64 gigabytes in my life. Like, that one's real, though. Because, like, if somebody oh, yeah. took your fucking iPod, you're like, yeah. that's... All of my, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all of my music. I felt that. There, there were moments like that that rang so true. Yeah. Which is why I, I didn't hate this movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because there were moments that hit probably nostalgia for us where yeah. they nailed that you're like, yep, that was But that's real. why I Even, wouldn't yeah. recommend it. Like, I would recommend this on the level of if you are familiar with Rear Window and you want to watch somebody like if you just want to watch like someone's take on it and this almost side-by-side comparison that just makes you appreciate rear window and takes you on a journey back to 2007 go for it it, but i wouldn't be like hey you want to watch something fun tonight let's watch disturbia i'd say i'd actually you know what with a couple beers i'd say you know with a couple beers and people our age who lived yeah this age at this point yeah, of course. But would I, is, to my friend, to my random acquaintance, you should watch Disturbia. No, absolutely not. Well, this is a hangout movie, right? Like, everyone's hanging out and like, let's watch a movie. Putting on Disturbia is a good time, is what I I'd so. say. Like, it's a good time. It's mockable. I say. Yeah, it's Which fun. Makes, There's some bad lines. Good, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like, it's a it's a good time. Yeah. Um also, weird nostalgia thing to get this all out. Uh, that weird little uh, gaming rocking chair thing that he was in in a few Fuck scenes. Those, yeah, I've got that one of those. On. Those dumb <laughs> low rocking chairs that are like weirdly lightweight, impossible to get out of gracefully. Yeah. Just suck. I hate them. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else nostalgia related. So I, we can I probably have a few on. that'll come up, but yeah, yeah. let's jump back into it. <laughs> Um, let's talk about tone. Let's talk about, uh, this movie has some interesting, uh, tone things going on. Um, early on when he's, you know, obviously they have to set up the monotony and they have to set up him being in quarantine, not not quarantine, um, house arrest, house arrest. Yeah. And it, you know, you have the scene where he's like eating all sloppy, which by the way, I had headphones in and got so angry when he was like, slurping Red Bull and eating stuff and oh. just like talking with his mouth that, open. That gets you, doesn't that's one of your things that bothers you, right? Yeah. Like slurping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff I that. enjoy for some reason. I think it's fun. No, no, it, no. it depends. Um, he like cartoonishly, half-heartedly does the laundry and dishes, like shoves yeah, the that... laundry machine <laughs> over full and slams and like then yeah. pours a bunch of like like Dish detergent. soap on and detergent on the stuff in the yeah. dishwasher. And it was very yeah. kind of cartoonish, almost like in a Disney Channel movie way. Like when the kids really? do the uh, yeah. the poop on the porch and he runs after him. I got Classic. Like, Max Keeble's big move vibes. Where Really? Yeah. So we go from horrifying car wreck, you know, the judge being like, this is a felony. I'm like, um, taking yeah. mercy on you. And it's pretty intense to start off. And then there was this period where he's kind of settling in and it felt, it genuinely felt kind of cartoonish to me, not in a bad way, but just in a, oh, we're doing this now. That's, that's how this feels. Um, Well, he's a teenager. Yeah. I I don't know. I know. I know. But like, 
Elmer's gluing a bunch of like Twinkies into a yeah, weird man. thing. Like, <laughs> what it, do you expect the teenager? No, to do I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just observing. It went in that direction where it was just like kind of ludicrously over the top, like teenagery kind of Disney yeah. Channel movie way. So I... then when shit starts getting weird, it that felt funky. Really? Kind of. I disagree. I, 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 it didn't feel super over the top. I could think of things that are way more over the top in terms of like goofiness. Um, and I think it sets up well for when things do get serious. Cause like, it's kind of like in a horror movie, the first 30 minutes, you know, if you're going out to a cabin in the woods, they're fun. They're hokey, like you're seeing people are having fun doing stupid stuff. And then the moment something real happens is like like all of that stops immediately. Mm, I can buy that. And like that's kind of it. Yeah. I didn't I I can see where the, the Disney Channel um comparisons come from. Uh but for the poop thing, if you see something on fire on your porch, don't step on it. Oh, I feel like yeah. that's a simple one. Don't we all know that by now? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I've watched enough movies, right? Like, you just don't step on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and like the neighborhood kids who are like, yeah, let's let's pick on the kid who's on house arrest. Like, what the hell? Come on. Those kids are pretty funny though. They are pretty I, funny. I I enjoyed their antics. The music is actually kind of good. I was the whole about soundtrack to mention was rad. The score. The <laughs> soundtrack is great. The score. Really is doing the most and is doing way too much. Yeah. It's doing the, oh the horror God. movie thing. It's, it's got to like, be there. Yeah. But not even in the scary moments. Like in everything else, it's so, it's like grabbing you by the throat and being like, this is a sad moment. Like this yeah, is a yeah. happy moment, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it. Oh my God. I felt like jerked around by the music. And Man. Shia yeah. LaBeouf is a good enough of an actor that he doesn't need that. So it felt like it felt like somebody explaining a joke to you while the comedian's on stage telling it. I was just like, Man. shut up. Like, I get it. Like, Stop it. <laughs> I know he's sad. Like, back off. And that, that was the whole I, movie was like that. I'm. That's fascinating that you say that because I think I – maybe the reason I didn't notice a lot of this stuff is, like, I think I came into the movie expecting, like, Hollywood rear window. So, like, the music mm. and, like, everything else, it's just, like, pretty generic Hollywood stuff for me whenever I, like, yes. think about it. Yeah. It's, like, it's gonna, the score's gonna be big and it's gonna have, it's gonna always fucking be there even if you don't want it there. Like, mm-hmm. it's gonna be doing all the work. Um, mm. But that's a good point. I, I didn't, didn't even notice that. Um, quick little thing. Um, itching his leg is a little reference to Rear Window. That's pretty cool. Oh, the masturbation joke? <laughs> yeah, it starts off with a masturbation joke, but then it turns into a, a rear window reference, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. They uh, had in the screenplay a Great Escape reference where he's oh, got cool. this racquetball and a, like uh, mm-hmm. the racket, and he like figures out, it goes into great detail about how he figures out like the exact angle to bounce it so it comes right back to him, just like Steve McQueen in Solitary. Yeah. Um, and then later when he's fighting bad guy, he like tries to hit him with the racquetball and completely misses and then ends up hitting him with the racket and it's a whole thing, but they cut that out. <laughs> so That's just a little, awesome. a little thing. This is a n- um, nice little, uh, little nuggets. Yeah, yeah. We didn't mention, uh, Trinity from the matrix. It's 
kind of funny watching her be oh, a suburban mom. mom. Yeah, the mom. I totally forgot about her. Her character and their relationship was a lot. It not they didn't even add that much. There wasn't, or I should say, there wasn't even that much more in the script, but they had a lot more moments together that made it feel mm-hmm. like a mother and a son. Because in the movie, it kind of just felt like the stereotypical. Yeah, I work a lot. Mom. We're yeah. both. She's not know, really grieving. there. Yeah, and yeah, and then like a couple times she she does like the Anakin like you're breaking my heart thing. Love that line. It's just yeah. <laughs> um, but also question going back to the iTunes thing. Why did she cancel his iTunes? Like that's so cruel. What does that teach him? I think okay, so that's that's a different time though. It's like if you're a mom, you mm-hmm. take away the things that your kids like to do, right? So like. But it's not that like, is... get outside, go hang out with your friends. I'm canceling your iTunes. It's, hey, I know you can't go anywhere for three months, so I'm going to cut the cord on your TV, cancel your Xbox, cancel your yeah. iTunes so that you can't buy any more new music so that you have to listen to the same shit. Because like, his room's a mess. It's classic mom okay. punishment. Oh, and like she'll give it back once he gets his shit together. Yeah. It's okay. like, that's you know, fine. you're grounded for two months, no TV, no music, like you don't get yeah. to do anything that's fun. Because you didn't clean your room and you punched your Spanish teacher. Like <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, we got to talk about his friend. Uh, what's his name? Ronnie. Um, Ronnie, who's Ronald. You know, cringy but fun. I've seen him in something else, but he's like a stereotypical 2007 teenager with the yeah. shirt and everything and the hair and the whole deal. Just mm-hmm. spot on. Um, Aaron, you. He was Aaron in, you. He was in 21 the next year. He was also in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist the next year. That's where I recognize him He was in the from. Friday the 13th remix two years from then. Cool. Um, yeah, a few different things. He's he's really good in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. He's great. I haven't seen I, that in a I just time, like but... him. Like He's got his own brand of charisma that is... He has good charisma. It's good yeah. charisma, and it feels kind of stuck in 2000-whatever. Yeah. But I like him. I like him a lot. It works. Yeah, yeah. it totally works. Uh, but let's just talk about how gross and creepy they both are. And uh, uh, Well, let's just talk about this movie and the way they handle <laughs> sort of the morality of what – I mean, this, this all focuses on – No morality. On, yeah, this focuses on – I mean, it's kind of like the question at the heart of the premise, which is like stuck inside – do you, you know, choose to spy on your neighbors? Do you choose to invade their privacy for your own entertainment? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Rear window, they they kind of get out in front of it and they kind of talk about it. And everyone's like, that's fucked up, dude. And he's like, eh. And, Whatever. and then it's it kind of turns yeah. in this weird conundrum of like, is he right or not? And they kind of yeah. string it along in a rear window where you don't really know for a well, long the thing time about whether the, or not he's that... justified in doing it. The thing that felt different to me with this is that Rear Window, yeah, he's spying on his neighbors, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he's, I don't know, nobody's doing anything, except for her, the lady trying to kill herself, nobody's doing anything particularly, like, scandalous, except yeah. for maybe, like, looking at the girl, but that's not too explicit. Well, and It's even just kind of like, I'm yeah, just kind of checking out the window or whatever. And it's handled in such a way where Miss Torso is, like, that's the dancer in rear window who's you know living yeah. her life and she like dances around her kitchen while she makes food and she's just kind of the stereotypical platinum blonde of the the 50s yeah and 
I mean, when we talked about it for Rear Window, one of the things we noticed was like, she's really upbeat and she's kind of like dancing around. She has people over and there's there's, there's reasons why there's reasons she's so bubbly. Why. Yeah, and there's agency yeah. and then like her boyfriend slash husband comes home and there's love there and it feels good. You know, even yeah. though there's a peeping Tom aspect, the characters kind of call him out on it. And then yeah. Jimmy Stewart even calls out his married friend who's kind of just staring and he's like, how's the wife? Yeah, he's being like, creepy. So they, yeah. they kind of, they're constantly questioning the morality of it, but also indulging in it, which leads to this really cool tension. Because that's the yeah. whole thing. It's like, if you were in the situation, the yeah. what would you do? Um, and I'd say that this movie, yeah. it does away with, it doesn't, from the beginning, it says this isn't a movie about tension. This is just no. your run-of-the-mill shit. So yeah. they do away with that completely. And all of the like rear window spying that he's doing Mm-hmm. seems pretty harmless like he's watching the lady and his dog and those stupid kids watching porn like mm-hmm. it seems pretty harmless but the moment that they he starts watching uh ashley. what is her name ashley like undress at her room and he's like i shouldn't be doing this yeah and then have... he like does <sighs> Dude, okay. it and they're like cool <laughs> so there's let's let's talk about that there's we got a coin up term for this but in mediocre scripts and scripts that I would argue are, you know, kind of middling, not great. They do this thing where they will explicitly say something as if to check the box and be like, see, we acknowledged it. Yeah. Right. So they have Ronnie yeah. at one point be like, Oh, like you're doing stalking, huh? And then Shia was like, no, it's not. And then they're people. like, check, <laughs> covered it. Um, yeah. They have the moment where, yeah, she goes to take her shirt off. And he like looks away and you're like, yeah, that's, that, that's the right reaction. Right. Yeah. And then they have a moment where he's like, I shouldn't. And then he looks up eagerly. And for the rest of the movie. Yeah. There's no shame. Like there's no reticence. That's the thing. And it turns into this shared thing, which is different from rear window. He shares that experience with Ronnie and is like, you have to see this. This is crazy. Yeah. And he's reveling in this invasion gross. of privacy. Yeah, yeah. Watching then it her gets swim, weird. watching her change, like watching her do yoga at night. It's yeah, it's uncomfortable. That, that was like, my it goes my problem. So far beyond. My problem wasn't necessarily with the script for that decision. I think it was how they we'll get played it, how they played it, mm-hmm. because like he like is watching her, and they looks down. He's like, "This is bad," and then he looks up again, and the musical cue is like. Oh, what it's like to be a teenage boy, yeah. and like this is fun. And I was like, oh, that's not. I... Yeah, the film presents it to us as something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Well, and not only not only do they share that, not only does he invite his friend over, and be like, look at this, like tasty thing i've discovered yeah he, you get this implication and then later he outright states how much he's been watching her where <laughs> he's like i i know every movement everything about I, you I, yeah i can infer all these crazy things about you because i know you so well and it's worse in the script um let me just quote the screenplay please from tell me Ash's i want to know yeah um something something about um like she's obscured, blah, 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 quote, but her blonde hair and perfect legs look to be about 17 
will soon know her as Ashley, the Norris's daughter. She reaches the end of the ramp, bends over to retrieve another smaller box, her back and ass to Kale, who stares in utter disbelief. <laughs> Ashley stacks the boxes, picks them up, and heads into the house, her face still a mystery. And, end quote, you feel the way that was written in the way that yeah. the camera just drools over her for most of the coverage from his window, which is Kale's perspective, right? Like when she's undressing down to her like bathing suit when he first sees her and it's in the script. It's and the way that like they describe her and it's just, it's, it's kind of gross. And knowing that like some dude in his what 30s wrote this. Yes. There's problems with that. I'm not defending that 30 year old man writing this, but mm. the one thing you could say is this is from his point of view. Yeah. So describing it like that for a horny teenager, mm -hmm. hypothetically, makes sense. Yes. But. N but the bigger issue is the movies that we choose to make and the perspectives that we choose yes. to tell. That's the issue for me. Is like, and... this is drooly and weird mm -hmm. because it's from his perspective. And if you choose to pick this perspective, I'd argue you have an obligation to then have that character basically call that behavior out redeem and, himself and redeem yeah, and he have the character even redeem, redeem himself. himself not only does the character not redeem himself he's rewarded <laughs> and in the screenplay is rewarded Tom. even more like they yeah like yeah i guess that is the thing he doesn't for this movie he doesn't get his leg broken at the end exactly there isn't that thing where like he he gets his arm broken yes. or you know arrested again yeah there's none because of that rear window that's what we talked about we not a heated discussion, but you and I argued about whether or not Jimmy Stewart's character yeah, got what he wanted or had to learn a lesson or yeah. you know, whether or not his girlfriend was the one doing all of the work and doing all of the changing yeah. for both of them. And yeah. He kind putting, of. And, exactly. And putting all yeah. that aside, at the end, that moral tension throughout the whole movie is wrapped up neatly in the fact that he falls out the window and re-breaks his leg and breaks the other <laughs> yeah. leg like he is that's punished the quote unquote for justice. what he's done right and that's kind of the yep. justice for the situation and he's fixed his ways at the end he has his back to the window he's content to just live his life you know and you can talk for mm. hours about yeah the complexities of that moral situation but this movie does yeah. not even go into that um no. when we finally no, no. do meet ashley she isn't anything more than something to ogle like she's yeah, that's she's yeah. just this stereotypical like hot girl. Um, yeah. I also want to talk about uh, Kale implies when she has her party and he's being a f complete asshole. Yeah, Kale implies that like he's an outsider when he says like I didn't expect you to conform so quickly. Yeah, and I'm like, are you? What circle are you in? Yeah, like, no, what that came out of, of high nowhere. Are you I was in? like, this was not like I know you're jealous. Yeah. You're just trying to be mad at her, but yeah. all of a sudden they bring like this. Yeah, you're just trying to conform, and I'm like, you guys have not talked at all about yeah, how what? you feel about the popular kids, <laughs> where you yeah. are in that strata. Like, yeah, where I also love that that scene is fucked up, but the music, what he does to fuck up the party, mm -hmm. is objectively very funny. <laughs> It is. I mean, if you get past the fact that it's just a disgusting, jealous attempt yes. to if you get past, stop yeah, somebody just, from making friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just that joke itself is a funny joke. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, going along with the the popular kids thing, yeah. uh, I just want to say the uh, the line where they uh, she is in the uh, shovel store mm-hmm. following the bad guy, and she runs runs into that girl and calls her like skinny psycho or something, and that was yeah. really mean, and she looked really hurt. And they never <laughs> and they never talked yeah. about it. And it, that's okay. That's my problem with this. Not my problem, but that's another problem I have with the script is things are put in here that pay off, but don't add to the movie, you know? So they bring up... But this up, doesn't even pay off. No, no, no. But well, I guess they, it does. All they needed was a way to distract Ashley from being the lookout, right? That's all they yeah. needed. So they set it up earlier by having this, you know, we're... Popular? we're met, Yeah, we're meant to assume vapid... <laughs> You know, popular girl. She doesn't look. Has, she doesn't fit that archetype though nickname. for a movie. Um, yeah. And there's even like suggestions in the script that she has like an eating disorder because she comes to the party and is like wants to eat a snack but doesn't. Like weird shit. Um, oh. I know. Yeah. And but she's only there to be that moment for Ashley to get distracted. And there's things like that. But in this why does just, she have to be mean? Like that's what my, I mean. That's my thing. Is like she that's could just be saying. there. No, it, exactly. <laughs> it's just this weird extra thing that gets put in, and it yeah. would have been fine if it meant something, but it doesn't. Um, it honestly paints, it paints Ashley and Kale as just fucking assholes. Like I'm starting to question yeah. who really is the good, who are the good people. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like. They're both dicks. But yeah, before we move too far on from the Ashley weirdness, um, you have a Star Trek in the darkness moment of pointless uh, female nudity. Um, when? When she takes her shirt and her bra off. Yeah, but that was for him to look down. I know. No, I know. Yeah. But, so she does that, and I get why the point is. But she's going to the shower, and she takes her shirt and her bra off and then grabs a towel and still in her jeans and socks and everything else goes into the bathroom i was like okay if if you're gonna be weird no just be weird like do it but don't do this halfway weird thing you know yeah well it's a teenage movie it's a movie for teenagers i know they can't get too bad (laughs) but even in the script it's like (laughs) it's it literally says like she like she jerks her shirt off revealing a black bra and then talks about kale and it's like she takes her bra off, grabs a towel, and goes in the shower. Like it's not even like in the script; it made more sense, and they censored it. Do people it to not make it... take their pants off to go to the shower? Like I've done that a few times, but it's just been out of like I'm just going. I don't know. Like I just forgot yeah. to take my pants off, not in know. the shower, it's but just going weird, to the right? shower. Like, it's this yeah. particular moment. I just have to mention that it's in that well, category of Star Trek in the darkness. Like we get yeah. to see the female character naked, which. We we see around like the pool and her swimming and. I'd say that's different than Star Trek Into Darkness for me because this specifically that specific scene is ab- about the morality of what he's doing. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So like it gives him that moment to pause where Star Trek Into Darkness is like, change your clothes. <laughs> yeah. She just takes her clothes off and you're like, okay. Yeah. I don't. That didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I think in a more nuanced way, it just irks me in like the nudity and movies thing where it's like, 
Yeah. When you do it, it's a choice. And I feel like you got to think it through and make it make sense. Otherwise, it just feels weird for me because it's already a moment that's meant to feel weird. You're already meant to feel conflicted. So then I watch her and then I have this weird like left field thought of like, who the fuck does that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I'd say if if you're going to be shameless about the nudity, be shame. Like, just go for it. Yeah. Like, don't don't straddle the line. Like, if you're going to be a shameless nudity movie, just go for it. You know, like... Don't which is don't such a weird, weird stance to take. Like we're we're shitting on this movie for being arguably a little bit exploitative and kind of creepy. Which I have one more yeah. thing to throw in there. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it but it does feel that way. It's like it feels, it's size... it feels stilted and middling when it should yeah. just commit. Um, weird question: Why did they choose to make the room that he watches her out of his dad's old study? Just for like, some characters, qualify that for me, like, it, oh, just to make him feel okay. I don't know. That's it fine. just adds um, a little bit of layers. We'll get into her monologue thing, but that leads me into a, a weird problem I have with this movie. Um, this movie has a weird problem where scenes start and they sort of feel strange until their purpose is confirmed, which sort of retroactively justifies the scene. But I just feel weird about it. Like, um, he goes into his dad's room early on and there's like a sad music cue and Shia looks sad and it's this whole thing of like he hasn't gone in his dad's room a bunch and that's the point of the scene earlier then later when he's like spying on the neighbors he goes back and he goes into his dad's room and you might not remember this because once you see what he's doing it makes sense but he goes into his dad's room and there's the same like sad I'm going to my dad's room music cue and you're like Mm -hmm. oh what's happening is he like this is weird. I thought he was spying on the neighbors. And then that's mm-hmm. when he goes and spies on Ashley. But uh-huh. just like, and it's a weird juxtaposition of grief and peeping Tomishness. It's kind of odd. Yeah. Um, later, there's the scene with the scary neighbor and he's spying on him through the fence. I and... actually quite liked that scene. I thought that was a good scene. <laughs> um, I wrote the quote down because I thought the quote was really funny. Um, but... I'm just going to read the quote first because it's funny. So he gets down and is uh, spying very quickly. The lawnmower shuts off and you hear, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you looking at my beautiful garden? Is that it? Well, I caught you now. I got you. Yeah. You're not going to dig in my beautiful garden anymore. (laughs) And it's like, who? What? what? <laughs> yeah, I I actually love that scene. I thought it was one of the better scenes in the the whole movie. It it just like, jumps so know... quickly into it. Like the bait and switch feels awkward because you're like, oh my god, he saw him very quickly, and then he comes up and he's like, like, what are you doing in my beautiful garden? Oh, okay. And you're like, what the hell? Like it's so. I the moment he turned and looked and was like, what are you doing over there? That that was the initial like. Oh, he saw him. And then when yeah. he walks over and says anything else, you're like, oh, he's talking about like it's a bug or something. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's more fun to watch Shia freak out. I love watching I, Shia I know, freak like, out. It just felt yeah. like it kind of had this thing where scenes would start and the way they unfolded, it either went too quickly or it focused on something else. I don't know. I'm, uh-huh. That's kind of a nitpick, but it just kind of bothered me. Kind of in the same vein, the bland, completely undefined conflict between Ashley and her dad. Uh, it's cla- just classic conflict, man. Oh yeah, you I mean, I don't it. know if you have the subtitles something. on, but he storms in nah. and he says, "All right, 
You've done it. You've pushed me right over the edge. Just look at me when I talk to you. Now listen, yeah. you've let me down, Ashley. And then he storms out. <laughs> I love that like they could have given her like a scene. Like a scene or even a few lines where Shia's like, what'd you do? Yeah. Well, and they talk about it. That's the other thing is they check the box. He's like, so what are your issues? And they talk about it. And she's like, oh, it implies that my like dad her dad. Sucks. Yeah, my dad sucks. He's a cheater. And like yeah. now my mom just cries a bunch and moving here didn't change anything. And I'm sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. That's a, They don't say that's what it. she did wrong or like yeah. anything, which is super weird. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, the book that she's reading uh, when she's mm-hmm. like, you know not like other girls and she's reading real books instead of uh God. instead of magazines like yeah. you know like the other girls like substantial um, books do you know what the substantial book she's reading is uh hunger i don't know what the fuck is it some bullshit lolita oh really yeah <laughs> which would be fine except for the fact that this is in a screenplay where it's like then this like hot girl comes in who's about 17 and she's got perfect legs and she bends over and her back and ass. Are, and I'm just like, do you have to be so on the nose and make her read Lolita? Like, is that really <laughs> what we're going to do? I didn't even notice it. Well, so yeah. I only notice it because it says it in the fucking screenplay. So you put these pieces oh. together where you're looking at like, yeah, you read substantial books and like she's got like the creepy neighbor being like, I don't know if it's a books. new age way of you hitting on me. And oh, there's yeah, just that these weird, creepy weird undertones scene. throughout this whole thing, which yeah, on their own, they don't need you can to be kind there. of ignore. But then you literally had to make her read Lolita. Like she already yeah. doesn't have enough of a character and you had to it's just make wild. like the one thing that almost was a character trait. Her reading a yeah. book that sort of lampoons the fact that she's this young, hot girl? Like, Yeah, I don't know. All right, last thing on that. We've talked a lot about this. So last thing on, on that. Let's talk about the monologue. Because, yeah. like, uh, this, all those other things are problems, but not forgivable, but I just didn't, they were just there. Yeah. Um, this one was, like, glaring to me because it is the moment. Yeah. Where he says, I've watched your every single move, and she says one of the worst lines, and he and he wins. Everything that he's done is fine, essentially, yeah. is what the moral of this tale is. Are you talking about, uh, that's either the creepiest or the sweetest thing I've ever heard? Just the, uh, that's either the creepiest thing or the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Which is just uh, fulfilling his, like, weird fucked up peeping tong fantasies that yeah yeah um yeah so there's that and i think what's more annoying and egregious is the fact that and i've got the screenplay which actually differs from the monologue he's got but part of it is he's like you're also the first girl i've ever seen who spends more time on a roof than in her own house and what do you do out there you don't talk on the phone you don't paint (laughs) your nails you read books Books. In, in italics. <laughs> now, one would think with the whole numbers thing you've got going on that you'd put them on yourself alphabetically, but you don't. Your system's much more perfect. The ones you like go on the bottom. The ones you love go in the middle. And the ones you need, the, the ones you keep going back to, well, they go straight to the top next to the dream encyclopedia. You know what all what this tells me? You know how fuck? things... You know what all things... Sh- Wait, sorry. You know how things should be. The world according to Ashley. And guess what? It's a very entertaining and beautiful thing, 
even when it takes a hit, when you end up in a place like this and it just keeps going. And it's just like, Jesus, that's like way more creepy. Yes. And it ends with, um, and even if no one else has, I've noticed that and I ain't sorry. The only thing I'll even consider apologizing for is not dropping the binoculars and telling you this a lot sooner. To which she responds, that was either the creepiest or the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. He doesn't even say sorry. He doesn't no. even, he, he no. refuses to apologize. Yeah. So. I, I, there's a small part of me that respects that they tone down the creepiness. Yes. A few notches. So even, <laughs> even in this though, he has three months, right? That he's doing his thing. Yeah. And she moves in a few days into that. Yeah. So. They kiss and then they look back down at like his uh, ankle brace and she asks, so how much longer? And he goes, oh, two months, 12 days, 19 hours, give or take, which means he's been watching her for like two and a half weeks. That's it. Yeah. And he's Uh saying all this super intense shit about like he's spent like almost every waking minute watching her. Yeah. Is the implication. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, yeah, it's creepy it as fuck. It's so cringy and cringy, and it's it's creepy from the peeping tom aspect, and it's just disgusting on the level of like. I really hope nobody watched this as a teenager and was like, okay, like that's that's cute, like that's a sweet thing to do is like to just know all this I shit mean, about people. It was two thousand seven, so like, I don't know, yeah. Like I, I can't defend it. It's not good. Like and I'm it's not, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, like, I, I guess in 2007, I'm trying to think of like, I guess as a teenager, I could see, oh, that's kind of sweet. Like you put I it. I remember in a sweet it. Yeah, way. like, like you know, things like, like this, like knowing a bunch about somebody was like a sweet thing. I remember like having yeah. a good memory for the things people said or the things people liked or didn't like. Just from conversation, not from like well, that's stalking different. people. Yeah, that's but, a different thing. That's but that real. was like cutesy and romantic. Was like remembering that someone likes something and like making a whatever. Here's the thing, though. That's that is something. Like remembering what people like and don't mm-hmm. like through yeah. conversation. That's a valid conversational skill. Like that's something yeah. that is important. This manipulates that. Exactly. This like takes that idea and shoots it a thousand miles like forward, and then. Yeah. Makes you feel like it's just one of those sweet things that he remembers, and which I, is fucking weird. I think the weird. scary thing for me is that this also is occurring because she's having a party that he can't go to, and he's jealous he's and sees, jealous piece and sees of her shit, talking dude. to other guys yeah. and decides to ruin the party. So not yeah. only is it creepy in its own right, and then even if you take away the peeping Tom thing, it's just creepy that like this is seen as sweet and is kind of an extension of the whole, like, I know everything about you. Isn't that cute? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all it's the result weird. of him being jealous. Like, it's just such a toxic. Anyway. Well, the thing is, is like, I can understand. Yeah. When you're teenagers, you get a lot of hormones. You're jealous. But the, the perspective that this puts you in mm-hmm. justifies all of it. Justifies like, all of it. I'm okay with and... showing it if you need to show it and like, looking at teenagers and and boys and Mm -hmm. how they fucking react to shit. But this just justifies everything. So it doesn't really do anything. It just continues reinforcing those, like, bad stereotypes. Yeah. And Um, I I feel like I know plenty of people, and especially when I was this age, I knew plenty of people where their idea of, like, 
romance or, you know, relationships was this very possessive, jealous, overly cutesy sort of Mm -hmm. toxic thing. And everyone bought into it. It's not like it was all the dudes, you know, being that way. It was, it was everyone. Like everyone was kind of like that. And that's just when you're immature and everything, you're supposed to learn, right? Like you're supposed to move beyond that. So I think I just, I hate this about this movie that it takes that wonderful moral tension of rear window and the main character just, does not learn. Because it, it's, yeah, it's teenage boy rear window. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's talk about the actual rear window stuff. Because we spent a lot of time talking about on how shitty of a character Kale yeah. is. Let's talk about the rear window stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I want to say is the biggest part of rear window, the movie, the original, was the tension of somebody turning and looking and seeing you. And mm. in this movie, they just rip that tension away like yep. halfway through the movie. Yep. They just like they're like he just knows he knows that he's watching yeah. him, which creates an interesting like dynamic. It's a different choice. It's it's a different yeah. strategy. I'm not going to say it's a worse one on no. paper. I will say it's not nearly as strong. No, it doesn't make you as scared. No, like, because it's like, you're. Oh, he saw him. And and I think my problem with it isn't so much that he sees him so early on because you could work with that. It's that. Then the movie unfolds and you're given more reasons to be suspicious and then you get these like red hairs. outwardly suspicious. Yeah. And then you're supposed to feel – like I think in the writer's minds they were like, oh, there's going to be this push-pull of is he a killer or isn't he? But you know. Like, there isn't. In, in you your, know he's in a, your he gut, killed him. You know he's the yeah. killer. Which in, yeah. in Rear Window, you're like – You didn't know. You're like 85% Maybe. sure. But – yeah. There's enough times that he does shit and you're like, oh, he's paranoid. He's losing it. And it ends up as the killer, right? They don't give you anything. They give you very little in Rear Window where this, Mm -hmm. they give you the body bag, the fucking blood splatters. And like, and I guess, you know, I'm not going to say it's like totally bad because it, the thing that I do appreciate about this, their take on this is Mm -hmm. that they didn't try to do Rear Window is they just took the idea and they did what they wanted with it, which is fair, right? So like- us comparing it to Rear Window is almost feels kind of not and fair I, because no, I, right not, at the beginning they I'm said not this is to not do like Rear Window. A correct, you know? incorrect. I'm not trying to say like you have to do it that way. That's why I mean like I don't think it was a I don't think it was a bad choice to have him be creepier, to have him be more obviously the bad guy. But yeah. I just want to talk about like what they lost, like the opportunities they gave up. Yeah, yeah. By choosing to, to do, it do a different. Yeah. I mean, the neighbor, the bad guy neighbor, shows up in his house super early yeah. on. I actually kind of like that. I like that dynamic. It fucked with me. Yeah, exactly. That. So yeah. that that kind of like bucked the expectations I had for this. My problem was I don't think it was ambiguous enough. So everything that happened, I was just like mm-hmm. – everything that happened, I was just kind of in this state of well, – they- they turned it from what they did. I don't think their intention was for you to ask whether he did it or not. Mm-hmm. I think the intention halfway through the movie was he did it and Kale's going to get killed if he doesn't stop looking into it. I think that's what the, the intention was. Cause when he's in his house, it's like, you know, he did it. And now he knows that mm. Kale is watching him. 
So for the second half of the movie, it's more of just, is Kale going to find the bodies or is bad guy going to kill him? And I think that was the intention. Yeah, and I could I could see that, but then you have weird things like they pull the bag out, and you think Ronnie's stuck in the house, so you're like, oh my god, it's him. They pull the yeah. bag out, and it's a deer. So then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, oh, he hit a deer with the car. This, you know, he, theoretically, well, the it that, all makes sense. And the way that it's shot, though, is to me implied that Kale and the bad guy know that he's killing people. The way that they shoot it, mm-hmm. and they look at him, and he looks yeah. at Kale, is very much like. Sure. I've got bodies, but this isn't one of them, right? Like, yeah. And I think it, it was a less strong choice to make because we're well, supposed, we're supposed yeah. to be Kale. Like, we are Kale in this. So if Kale is so certain, we're certain, and then you give up a huge card. You know what I mean? In terms of building suspense, I think it's a choice. I think it's a valid choice. I think it's much less thing, strong. I don't think this movie is supposed to be super suspenseful. I don't think the second half of this movie is intended to be like really, really suspenseful. Because if if okay. you were to go like super suspenseful, you'd go more of like a rear window way. This just turned more into kind of like a teeny bop like slasher. thriller, yeah. yeah, slasher thriller thing, which at which, the time was popular. Yeah, you know? and I'd argue it's just the weaker choice. I'd argue that it it doesn't succeed where Rear Window did, where you're riveted the whole time because you're actually not sure if you believe what's going on. I just say, I don't think this is as good of a movie as Rear Window, but I mm-hmm. think it exists in a different genre of movie. Yeah, they diverge. So that's why they, I don't they, think I can like yeah. say like... That's why I say slasher. Yeah. I feel like this this goes from... It felt from a little more like that. Yeah. Like a taut suspense movie with a, you know, a concept. And then literally at the point where they kiss... And it's yeah. intercut with the blood on the window and like the whole thing. <laughs> that is like the the very obvious moment where it becomes just a slasher movie. Yeah, he's gonna find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It um, just becomes more of like a generic horror, teen, yeah. teenage horror movie. Yeah. Um, um, and it it unfolds like a typical slasher, right? Um, yeah. And I think I gotta say, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I gotta say one of the when uh, Ronnie goes in to the house with the camera, yeah, that that was a, a good uh, a good bit. With yeah, him watching the camera and then yeah. turning back. It was like, scary. That and was kudos a fun, to them for yeah. actually. It looked like they filmed those scenes on a DV camcorder. Yeah, which yeah. If nothing else, thank you. Like I, yeah. I hate it when people <laughs> film home Do video footage on a nice camera yeah. and then just slap a filter on it. I'm like no, no, no. So totally. that looked good. That was scary. Um, also, one line that Ronnie says in there when he's like, oh, it smells horrible. He's like, what does it smell like? And he says, like the corpse of a rotting hottie. Yeah. Great yeah. line. Love that, that line. That was a good line. And coming from his character is <laughs> Totally perfect. worked. Yeah. Totally works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, man. When, yeah, when the mom says, you're breaking my heart, Kale. There's a much better mm-hmm. monologue she gets in the script that fills out mm-hmm. the relationship more where, yeah. you know, she actually has a character and says things. But yeah, we can't have good female characters in this movie. So that had to go. Um, well, everyone in this movie besides Kale is just like a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Even Ronnie is just like Even this Ronnie cardboard just, cutout of a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the best friend. Yeah. Um, the bodies in this movie are gnarly. Oh, okay. I have a question about the whole 
his whole serial killing enterprise, right? Yes. He goes in there, right, and he sees uh, freezers, like a bunch of them. So presumably yeah. he, he freezes these bodies. And then he sees like a body, a head, like in a wall. But then he goes down and falls into like the trench where they're buried. Does Not this even guy buried, just like, like dumped or in yeah dumped? Does he like to dispose of his bodies in different ways or like it is there no a sense. process that he and goes? Through? No, yeah, it it yeah. makes no sense. And this is actually <laughs> entirely the movie's fault. Um, in the script, the mom doesn't even go over to the house which was a good choice oh, to really? have her go over but then yeah. the whole finale of sort of fighting his way through the house and discovering this creepy basement and then the creepy like subterranean part yeah um in the script they also explain why he mows his lawn twice a day which is just <gasps> they do why does he mow like lawn in the movie yeah in the movie they mention it and it never comes back up he's yeah. and it's still a stupid reason but at least they explain it um He's taking care of the lawn to check that there aren't like sinkholes because he's burying all these bodies underground. Uh, cool. He's got a lot of bodies, man. How big is this thing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it doesn't make sense. And and it truly is that kind of thing of like, yeah, he has like pick one, guys. So he's got bodies <laughs> in bags in like behind a secret bookcase. Does the whole thing. He's got a clean room with a bunch of surgical tools and freezers that are Yeah just empty that one was empty i guess he didn't check any yeah. Of the other ones. Yeah, yeah but like they so he's got that and then on top of all that he's got like this weird subterranean thing where he just like, lets bodies rot in water rot i guess yeah yeah none of it makes I, sense um i don't want to be picky about it but i the, on my second watch i was like what's this guy's method like i was no. like how does no, but he, you have like, to be picky like, that's that's the other thing especially if a movie doesn't quite have me you get more nitpicky like i i, I don't yeah. like to be negative about shit to such an extent but once a movie starts to lose me and the mistakes start to kind of show themselves more mm-hmm. it does come down to like okay if you have this killer character it's not that hard to just give them a thing right like have you seen um, yeah girl with the dragon tattoo no okay well spoilers for girl with the dragon tattoo so for the next 15 seconds, I'm going to talk about that. Um, he explains his method. Dude's got like a ha- like a room in the basement yeah. where he like keeps people. keeps people captive, blah, 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 and then disposes of them once he's like done having fun. But they explain it. They give him a thing because that's what serial yeah. killers are in movies is they have a thing. Yeah. And in this, they're like, he likes redheads. It's scary. Yeah. And that's like- it. That's it. That's the thing is like they were adding things that were creepy just to fill the quota, which yeah. again falls into the like. But do better. Ju- it, but to me, it it's, it falls into the trend, not the trend, but just like the category of mindless kind of weird horror movie. Like mm. I'm okay with things not making sense. Like if the movie's good, if if the movie's good and this serial killer has all these weird yeah. things, ways to torture people, fine. Like I can, I can shit. roll with it. Yeah. But this was because I watched it a second time and I was like, where is he? Like what? Yeah. What the fuck? Why? Yeah. What's what going, going on? on? Yeah. Um, what's your plan I do, guy? <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> what do you like? What do you do? I do want to say, uh, the cop that died, that one felt good. Cause that guy was an asshole. 
<laughs> I, I didn't want him to die, though. I wanted him to have an arc. I wanted him to, like, get wounded no. and then be like, I'm sorry, kid. Like, you know, like, I wanted that. The cop, the cops did fucking, the one thing I will say about this movie, the cops did nothing in this movie. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So that was a plus. Uh, my one minor detail, my Henry nitpick. Hey. Um, the cop costume. Yeah. Uh, the flag was on the wrong way. Because the flag on his shoulder was on the wrong yeah. way. It was on like the normal way. But uh-huh. if the flag is on your right shoulder, I don't yeah. know where I learned this, for, like, law enforcement and, like, military, if it's on the right shoulder, the it needs to be flipped the other way because the stars are always supposed to be above the stripes. So when you lift your arm up, the stars are above the stripes. And if it was the regular way and you lifted your arm up, the stripes would be under the stars. Don't ask me how or why that's a thing. But yeah. if you ever see an American flag that's the opposite way yeah. on somebody's sh- like shoulder, that's mm-hmm. why. I and for, I immediately noticed that. I was like, that's what? Wrong. What about when you uh, trip over your your yeah, well, dumb cop shoes and <laughs> fall on your ass and oh no, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but they that makes that badge. makes sense in the annoying like military Weird. honor way where it's like. Oh yeah, we're gonna focus on that and make some nice hard rules about the way the flag is. And uh, oh hell yeah, are we gonna keep track of the people we shoot? No, um, no, absolutely not. But yeah, uh, yeah. As soon as they kill the bad guy, it goes right back into kind of lame 2017 movie. Like immediately. Um, 2007, you mean? What did I say? 2017. Oh yeah, 2007. Oh no, a 2017 movie. Totally. Like just teen, right back teenage. into it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like Ronnie being weird with the camera while they're kissing. And then they keep kissing. It was what? so weird. It was I was like, so there's, weird. there's some implications there. Um, yeah. That was yeah. so fucking weird. It, a lot of this is really just kind of uncomfortable. Um, um, interesting little thing. Um, the director who did this went on to direct Eagle Eye with. Shia LaBeouf. Are you familiar with Eagle Eye? I'd never actually saw it, but I remember when it came out. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of the guy who made these weird 2000s movies that aren't necessarily bad, but not necessarily good. Well, do you want to know something else about Eagle Eye? Hit me with Eagle Eye. Trivia. It is also a riff on an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> it's, yeah, it takes a plot point, a major plot point from... The Man Who Knew Too Much, also starring Jimmy Stewart. Oh, cool. He did like Um, a twofer of Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Wherein, uh, spoilers, at the end there's a concert and at a certain note Mm -hmm. in the Hitchcock movie, um, someone's supposed to get shot because there's like a cymbal crash and it's meant to cover the bullet noise. Um, And in Eagle Eye, there's a trumpet with a bomb and when he plays a certain note, (laughs) the bomb goes off. (laughs) Um, Mm. Yeah, so... Talking about little Hitchcock homage double dip starring Shia LaBeouf, directed by DJ Crusoe. You'll have to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some frames. Did you have one? Did you find frames. a good one that you liked? I did, yeah. Um, I love that house, but... Uh, oh, I guess it... No. No, it's the other house. Yeah. I've got a good frame. Um, 
when he's watching the dog get zapped, mm-hmm. like the dog collar, which I have a question about that scene. Um, so he looks out and he sees a dog with like the electric fence get like zapped and goes, ah, you and me both, buddy. And you're like, ah, I get it. House arrest. You're like the dog. Um, but then the woman who owns the dog comes running frantically down the street like, my dog ran away. Where is my dog? And Didn't that happen after like, she was running? No, it happens. And he goes, you and me both. And then she runs in like, where's my dog? And he's like, oh, the dog's over there. That way. Behind the I electric thought... fence in your yard. Like, is that her your dog yard? Gonna run away to? I think so, because she she talks about the dog as if it's hers. Yeah, I thought the dog got out and was like sniffing an electric fence. That's what I thought. That it got that it got shocked by. Yeah, it was just like it walked up to some electric fence and got shocked by it. No, nah, the dog was on the yard and gets shocked. It doesn't matter. It's it was just weird and it didn't make sense. Well, that sense second one implies me. that it got out and is in somebody else's yard. Is w- but why would the other neighbor have an electric fence that would? I don't know. Shock the dog after it got onto the yard. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just going by what the movie told me. The dog was in a yard. No, I know, but the, it got the movie shocked. doesn't make any sense. Anyway, she's trying to find it, so I assume but how that the dog, the dog get got. In the yard? I don't know. Did it get it shocked got on out its way some, in? It's not important. And it's then, not important. It's, it's not, not important. It, no, it's not. <laughs> See, this is what happens. This is yeah, what stop these it. Stop it. Stop me. it. Turning to cinema syndrome here. I I'm really not trying to be. This movie just made it very difficult to not get annoyed about. Anyway. um... But beautiful shot when he's staring over the hedge. It's this low shot with the tree on one side, the hedge on the bottom, the house, and this beautiful blue sky. Yeah. And he's got the string in his hand, and he just, just looks very shy above, and it kind of has that Disney Channel vibe. Hell yeah. So I, I like that. Hell it. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the shot of uh, when he goes into the house for the first time. Uh, there's a shot of the hallway. It's like the only hallway you see in the house. Like You don't really see any other hallways. Uh Shia's house? No, no, the killer's house. Um, oh. It's just a nice shot. The lighting's really spooky and cool, and the hallway's cool. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to pick that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do a fool. Uh, we pick the character who most embodies the film. And uh, based on what we've talked about, I think this one's a pretty easy, easy pick for this us. This is an alley This is a layup. He's the only character with uh, any sort sport. of uh, dimension and really knocks that out of the park. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't think the character was. I don't. Pardon me. I don't think the bad guy neighbor was written all that well, no. but the actor did a great job. Yeah, he was um, fun. Just a shout out. Yeah. Um, I agree. But he yeah, didn't. Nobody else had anything. To fun work fact with, about so. that guy: he was a method actor, and he didn't talk to mm. any of the teenagers while they shot at all. He just wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Which nice. kind of doesn't make sense because it's not like his character is like a get off my lawn sort of guy. Type. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I don't know. He's he's creepy friendly. He's not like silent. And yeah, angry. you'd think anyway. Yeah, actually, like if I was that character, I'd probably want to talk to them more to be like, I'm nice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm a nice guy. That makes no yeah. sense. Ugh. Whatever. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. That's my last jab at this. Well. Oh, this was disturbing. I actually, uh, with all the problems that there are, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I I understand 
the gripes, and it's definitely not a uh, fantastic film, but but it's intriguing. I had a good time. It's fun. There's yeah. nothing like super bad. About, I mean, we we ripped it apart, but it's fun. I'll say that. And if you're looking for yeah. a, a fun horror movie this Halloween, uh, after the watching Time Capsule back to 2007, yes, if you grew up uh, between the the years of 2007 and 2012, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh fantastic! Yeah. All right. Uh, next week we are going to watch either Crimson Peak or uh, American Psycho. We're not sure yet. Little surprise mm. for everyone. We're not sure which one we're gonna watch yet. Continuing our spooky, our spooky series. series. Yeah, uh, this October we're watching all scary movies. So we're gonna do Crimson Peak. Uh, we're gonna do Pan's Labyrinth. Hopefully, uh, we're gonna do a bunch of stuff. So stay tuned. Spooky. spooky. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to check out our Instagram page for Henry's drawings and his frame, uh, and make sure to give us a, a like and a subscribe and a review on Apple Podcasts if you liked what you heard. Yeah. Oh, also a little shout out. Uh, Henry was on my other podcast, uh, Trek to the Holodeck. Yes. Um, so make sure to go check that out. We watched... It was really fun. Yeah, we watched First a, Contact. That was almost my movie moment. It was just like... Oh, hanging. Being on another show and getting to talk about... Movies. Movies, but it was different and it was... It was really fun. I love the podcasts. I don't know that much about Star Trek, so it was really great to, you know, sit with it. some true nerds Yee. and kind of get the scoop. Yee. So if you like Star Trek, go check out Trek to the Holodeck on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, consume your media. Wherever podcasts are sold. Yes. So, Henry, uh, to round this all out, I'm glad that you like pizza-flavored chips. And you read yeah. substantial, substantial not those, books. Not those silly magazines. Yeah, substantial. I don't paint my nails, man. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> substantial books. Oh, God. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>